Here we go. We're starting right now. This is it, episode number 76, No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson. Thank you to uh, Circle of Heat, as always, for letting us play the music at the beginning there. Uh, another quick reminder to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, St. Paul, uh, St. Paul Rock City. That's my name on there. No Laugh Track is on Twitter as well. Follow both of us. And then, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. Enough of that business. This guy right here, this guy was on episode 13, which what? was like really? 35,000 years ago. Wow. I, I looked today and Lucky I was like, that, 13. that doesn't, and that's, yes. Well, that's kind of, I mean, historically, that's kind of considered the turning point podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. Like where things started to just accelerate. People, you know, that's what they always say, uh, you know. Uh, you put ten thousand hours into something, and you or you might get uh, you might master it, or get, at least get as good as you're going to get. Yeah. And but with podcasting, it's thirteen episodes. Yeah. So I've been coasting since then. Yeah. So, a plateau. I think a peak. I think that's, both. That's where Corolla. Uh, that's where he it was episode thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, sort of catapulted it. He was going like from twenty five listeners to you know uh, yeah. twenty five million. <laughs> Yeah, at yeah. episode 13. Well, hey, thanks I should for... say your name. Tim Harmston. Oh, Hi. sure. Tim Harmston. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having me, Justin, and the No Laugh Track um, podcast viewers. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> I might say. Uh, uh-huh. Have a great holiday season. And, uh, and we'll see you next year. See you there. Thanks for having me. Okay. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, November 27th. Yep. That's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, I, was, I told uh, the gang I would try to pry it out of you how old you are. Uh, and we'll, it, so it's up to you if you want to answer or not. Um, there's still a three before. It, Ooh, okay. That's all I need to know. I still have a three. That big one is very close, though. Wow. The big one is very, very, very close. Okay. Big. Close. Too close. Too close. I want to ask you about something very current. Sure. In our lives. Sure. My favorite football team and your favorite football team played this past weekend to a tie. Yes. However, the Vikings lead in arrests in the last two weeks. Yep. Two of them. Ah. You better check the stats, boy. Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Simpson. And? Uh, reported today. Today? Aaron Henderson. Oh, Aaron Henderson, yeah. That's three. Yeah, that's yeah. three. That's so, all. Suck well, that's it. what happens when you, you have no future. Like you're <laughs> you're living in a bleak world where where you're in uh you're in Minnesota, it's cold out and your team sucks and the fans are negative and all the media's negative and there's nothing else to do other than go out and get a drink or three or four and then drive home, even though you have total access to uh, a a one eight hundred number that you can get a ride yeah. to anywhere at any time. You could be an NFL player, and you could be drunk off your ass in the Badlands of South Dakota, and dial a number, and they'll come get you, so you don't get a DUI. Bud Grant will come pick you up. The <laughs> Bud Grant, the ambassador. Of the DUI program, he'll come pick you up, straighten you out mentally, and then drop you off in Eden Prairie. Like, could you imagine if, like, could you imagine how hard you would party uh, if you were a citizen and there was just a, you're a regular Joe and you go out on a Friday night and you're like, all you got to do is just 
dial this number yeah. and they'll come get you no matter where you are when they won't ask any questions and they'll take you home and tuck you in. <laughs> like how hard would you get wasted, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like these NFL players, like they, you know, the minimum salary is what, $450,000? Yeah, sounds about like, right. Call a freaking cab. Yeah. Just call a cab. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I know part of that is you're, you're 24 years old. You think you're, you know, you're, uh, you're indestructible. Right. You're infallible. There's nothing you can do that will derail your career. But it's like, it, it, and then you get suspended, right? You get suspended for one game in the NFL. Uh, you know, like those guys that do helmet to helmet hits and they'll get a two game suspension. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be, uh, $200,000? Like, like, how do they not? I mean, I know that they're young. I know that they're young, but they had to have taken math class to get to college, you know, at some point. There was a math class. Uh, where, how do you ever get to a point where you're like, that's not a lot of money. I don't need that. You never do. You know, it's like, I, I just, I could put down the weed and I could, I could get a cab if I knew that it could potentially save me. You know what the cab doesn't hundred. have though? The cab doesn't have the kick ass stereo. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Forget I said all that. <laughs> Remember there was the, uh, former, uh, Minnesota Timberwolf, Eddie Griffin. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, he, didn't he, he got busted. He was watching porn in the front seat while driving. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh-huh. then he, uh, well, what I thought the story went, he was driving, he had an Escalade and he was watching porn and he drove through uh, he drove through a target, right? He went into a target and he drove through and then he went out the back of the target, right? Or was what? that, or was that a dream? <laughs> That's like, that would be the best, like, like at a NBA player watching porn while driving Escalade I, crashes into target, uh, <laughs> drove around the inside of a target for three hours before authorities were able to lay out the, the tire spikes and they caught him in house, go- housewares. He got stopped by one of those, those big red balls out front. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, got, yeah. There well, was I I'm picturing it. The car goes through, it's you know, spotless, it comes out the other side, hangers <laughs> up all the It's like the Blues Brothers. Exactly. Yeah. No, that was unfortunate. I, I just you know what, like I make fun of those guys a lot, but it's like I at some point I'm gonna probably do something dumb that I you know I mean I, I don't know how I, I you know, I try not to drink and drive. I try never to drink and drive, but it's like nowadays like even in I think it's is it Colorado or Utah where it's point five to be where you get a DUI. Like some states are you know, it used to be point one two at, mm. initially and then it was point one oh. So you mean point oh five. Uh, yeah, point oh five. <laughs> yeah. And then it was most states are point oh eight. And yeah. now some are point oh five, which is like a glass of wine. Yeah. You know, so it's like God, watch yourself. Just serve me in a thimble, please. Yeah. Right. I mean I guess the message that they're sending is just don't drink yeah. at all. Yeah. Which is you know, it's probably a good message, but even when people like come, for example, down to a comedy show here at Acme, yeah. they're taxis. 
Don't yeah. don't drive home drunk from here. You're either. in a major metropolitan. I mean, my town of the town I grew up in is a twelve thousand people. They have taxis. Like, there's no. Are there really in yeah. Menominee? Yeah. Were there when you were a kid? Uh, yeah. Well, it was the sheriff. I mean, he would just. <laughs> come. <laughs> it was. But no. But even the, yeah, like the sheriff told. If you called the sheriff and said, "Look, I'm really drunk. I don't want to drive home," they'd probably be like, "We'll, we'll be right there." He did have a meter in his car as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, say how much are you going to make as a sheriff in Menominee? So you got to supplement. But, <laughs> but I, I, I just think that that it, it just boggles my mind that these these athletes just they they just don't have any concept of how much money is at stake when they screw up like this. And I, I could I could literally I could lay off the weed for ten years if I I knew it I could make three million dollars. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah, uh huh. So, what dare if, me. Someone dare me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even smoke weed, so it would be hard. But. How about pizza? I don't smoke pizza either. I don't, uh, I, if you, all right, if you, if you said you can't drink a beer for 10 years, uh, but I'll give you $3 million, I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking that I probably wouldn't be able to do it. So when you really think about it, it'd be pretty difficult. It would be really hard. I mean, that's a that's a great question. Like, would you give up beer for a decade for three million dollars? I guess. I mean, I guess if you said all alcohol, then I would say definitely not. But yeah. if it was just beer, I guess I could become a wine drinker or whatever. But that's a tough question. Oh, I'd learn to switch if it was just beer. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If it was just beer, yeah. probably. I'd be the most uh, expert could, connoisseur of what's a what's a wine expert? What are uh, they called? So, sommelier, 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 <laughs> sommelier. That's a country in Africa. So, You're wrong. Sommelier, sommel. I don't know what it is. I have a joke with that word in it too. I should learn. Oh, but could you imagine on the on the the tenth day, you know, like like three hundred and sixty four days into that tenth year, and you know it's time. Like oh, the, the thirst! Day, you've got three bills in your pocket, three million dollars to 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 go out and drink beer. What a day that would be! Oh, oh I'd be, I wouldn't sleep the night. Before. Do you have a favorite bar you'd go to? Uh, gosh, I don't, I don't. You know what's funny is being a comedian, like, we're in bars. It's like, so I, I don't really go to bar. Like, if if I find myself in a bar, it's usually attached to a comedy club. So it's like, I don't, there is not one bar in either here or in There's got to be one back, that, uh, how about one back in Wisconsin? Not, well, not really, no. I, I just don't go to bars. And, and that's good because there's nothing but trouble. If I drink beer, it's either at a show or at home. And I'll just buy beer and sit on the couch and watch football. So, but I just don't go to bars. So I don't know why. Hmm. I don't like, I don't like other people. <laughs> uh, I don't like strangers. I don't like, I don't like dealing with crowds. And so, um, I don't know. You just mentioned LA. How, how, I, I just talked to someone like, oh, I ran into those guys out in California. Now I can't even remember who that was, but how much time are you spending out there now? Uh, probably f- five to six. Seven months a year, maybe. So yeah, we try to go out in the winter to 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 do shows and to try to you know um, pitch stuff and and uh, stay you know get to show your face and try to stay active in the uh, the scene out there and and uh, do podcast you know be guests on pod. It's just it's all it's it's important I think to if you you know are looking for opportunities in the theatrical or you know voiceovers or whatever to to be where the work is. And yeah. so we go out there and, uh, but ultimately we fly back here a lot to do shows and 
and comedy in the Midwest is, is, uh, it's pretty awesome. So it's, there's so many good places to work and, and perform. So ultimately you, there's a lot of people that live in LA, but they tour, uh, they tour in the Midwest. So yeah. there's a lot of comics that know <laughs> That's true. the ins and outs of the airports in California. So, but, uh, <laughs> but even if you're out there just for two months, uh, in the winter, it's a total bonus. So it's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. So, but yeah, but then, you know, we're here, we're here, we're here in the summers and we love it. And it's, uh, it's great to be in Minneapolis and, uh, you guys are working, she's working this week as well here yep, at the club. Yep. Yep. Mary Mac is here. Waiting tables. Waiting tables. No, she's, she's, uh, the featured performer, which is the, the person that is better looking of the three. That's what, <laughs> that's what that means. That's what that means. Um, okay. never, I was always confused. Good. She, uh, she's the middle act and, um, you know, and she took it, uh, we, we, you know, because we, we were touring, uh, separately. And when you're married, it's like, you kind of have to try as hard as you can to be together when you're both, you know, performing. All oh, yeah. Time. So, so I said, well, let's, uh, let's, why don't you open up for me? We can spend the whole week together. And, uh, Lewis, uh, said, Lewis, the uh, owner of Acme said, that is a great idea. He said, no fighting on stage. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so let's see if that, see if that works. And, uh-huh. uh, no, we don't fight on stage, but, but yeah, but no, it's great. Cause she's, she's going to be working on her. She's working on her new hour of material to hopefully record. And I'm working on my new hour of materials, hopefully to record very sh- shortly. And do you have plans for that? Yeah. Yeah. I was, <clears throat> I was going to record this week, but it's not quite there yet. And, oh, okay. Um, I have a bunch of new stuff that's not quite there. And so I'm working the kinks out on that. And then, um, and that shouldn't, by the way, that shouldn't stop you from coming to the show. Uh, but, but, uh, that's only like 1%. Yeah, that's only like one joke, really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, probably recording the early spring of next year. Yeah. And then that'll You be. think you'll do it here? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I will do it. Um, I, I would love to do it here. And, you know, so we'll see. Um, <clears throat> we'll see. But I, I know that... Uh, that I'm excited because the first album I have is, you know, that was, that took me eight years to write. And so that was, and then since then I've grown a lot and sort of changed, not changed my style, but a lot of things I've noticed are really different than the first album. So I think it's going to be fun to, uh, to hear the new album and, you know, see how my, how my styles evolved and, and, um, what yeah. what do you think it's like do you have an example of something that's changed? Well, like when you get married obviously you, it's hard to that's hard to ignore that on stage, you know. And so, so a lot of my comedy is now uh it comes from a married guy perspective. <laughs> You're not or, miserable yet though. I.e. angry guy perspective. <laughs> oh, angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it comes from an angrier play. No, it doesn't come <laughs> it just comes from a different guy, you know. I mean, it's just di- I'm a different person than I was when yeah. I started doing comedy. So it's just it's just a different perspective on life. And, <laughs> you know, I hate I hate a lot more stuff now. Now that I'm in my forties, it's just like I hate a lot of things that uh I just hate a lot. I hate a lot more things more intensely. And so that's always good for, cause when you do write about it, it the anger gets to be unleashed uh, on stage yeah. in the form <laughs> of a, a non-swearing humor. <laughs>
And that's where it's Isn't tough. that inevitable, hating more things? I hope it is, because I think I, I feel the same yeah, way as well. Yeah, it is. Well, you know how it is. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's more things to hate, too. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the beauty of our society. Ah, yeah. It, with Twitter and, and Facebook and YouTube, I mean, and the news and, and uh, all, you know, all the news outlets are one way or the other are biased left or right now. There's no, like, impartial media anymore. Right. And so it's like, there's just, just plenty to hate. There's plenty to hate. <laughs> and so that, that's the beauty of comedies. There's never a lack of subject matter to hate. No, <laughs> certainly not. So. so you guys did a show last night. Yeah. Did it go well? Super good, yeah. Almost sold out. It felt like it was near a near sellout. And uh yeah, they were they were really fun and and uh we had a great time and you know, I have to look at the tape. That's like that's a football term. I gotta look at it. <laughs> Check tape. Gotta watch the tape. Film room? You guys yeah. have film room? I actually it's uh as my wife likes to say, it's it's uh we place the laptop on my beer gut and lay in bed <laughs> and she calls it the Netflix viewing station and we'll watch the tape. Uh, we tape the DVD here and we tape both of our sets. So I'm sure at some point today we'll sit down and, and watch. And she had some new great jokes. She was just writing on stage. So, and the audience was like, what is, what's going on here? Like, you know, cause she didn't come out blazing with like greatest hits package. She came oh, out wow. with just kind of, uh, it was so f- fun to watch her, um, do what she does because it's just like she the audience is like where is this going the first few minutes like she was just goofing around and then she started just fire out ideas and it was just a workshop workshopping them on stage and so by the end of her half hour they were just i was i was like how am i going to follow this and uh (laughs) and then uh yeah but it was great so awesome yeah um i saw i don't know why this popped into my head i need to bring it up before i forget were you involved in this Ricky Rubio video? Yeah, <laughs> Mary. Not enough credit. Uh, not enough. Uh, not enough hits. That needs more hits. It's at like twenty thousand. It needs to go large. Like why? It's. <laughs> it's. Uh, I thought. I mean, I, we we did this what two years ago. Okay. Okay. Because for, okay, for the uh, international listeners, Ricky Rubio is a basketball player for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes. He's from Spain. Yes. And he's adorable. He looks like a he looks like a sixteen year old kid. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a little facial hair, beautiful eyelashes, beautiful eyelashes. He's just he's like a he's like a male Cindy Crawford. Um, he's really pretty. Uh, <laughs> did I just say that? And and we so he did a Nike commercial called what is it called? Uh, it was like a Nike commercial called. Like Rick signature moves. Yeah. And so he's like, hello, my name is Ricky Rubio. These are my signature moves. And he has this adorable, like little Spanish little accent. Accents, and yes. so that, and he's a great, <laughs> he's a great passer of the, the NBA, uh, uh, best, uh, steals per game average. Yeah. Now. Yep. Yeah. And that's his game, like stealing yep. and dribbling and he's not really a shooter. No. So his game is really like, it's really, filled with signature moves because he does behind the back uh the no look pass the uh wrap around i almost said reach around and i always that's not a move different team yeah um uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so he's got all these moves and he did a nike commercial which i don't think enough people saw so maybe the parody doesn't make sense but anyway so um so mary mac was on 
the radio. I think she she was on one of the sports radio things, and she was doing her Ricky Rubio imitation. And on the radio, it sounded so much like Ricky <laughs> Rubio. So I just googled this YouTube video and saw this uh, this Nike spot, and uh, I said, "We got to do a parody of this." So we had a makeup artist like put her in like a little short yeah. Ricky Rubio <laughs> wig, and we put the facial hair on her, and it was great. And it's we got all these comics to come out and play these like kind of like fat overweight guys and she was like dribbling all between them and yeah. around them and doing her signature moves and we had, uh, had an animator um uh eric Baudry, who's an immensely talented guy out of stillwater did all these like super cool graphics and stuff for it and it was just like i thought it was like the coolest this video ever what i called my behind the back yeah <laughs> i guess i should kind of sound like latka there this, <laughs> this is called wraparound yeah and it's it's the most adorable thing so go check it out and and uh, i thought it was great i had so much fun uh, directing it we just had such a blast so i you know but i it didn't i mean what is it at did you see how many i don't remember it was earlier this year that i stumbled um, upon it i think it's a it, it was at twenty thousand hits oh, okay the fun part is listening to the comments you know oh yeah like i was watching the comments on right, youtube right. because man people love to hate comedy pieces yeah no matter no matter how good it is mm-hmm. like or how bad it is and i'm not saying it's great <clears> but it's like people just i don't know what happens with comments where people just there's just anger and they just it, you know what i've noticed for some reason it's a lot it, it, i don't know if it's not easier but no matter what uh whether it's something like that like on youtube or the comments it's there's uh, it seems like the negative always uh you know always yeah. the positive there's so many more yeah but then even if you ever noticed this and you, if you haven't, you will now the next time. When someone sends out an evite, yeah. whether it's on Facebook or you know, like where it's on some you know third party website, this evite, yeah. the negatives are always the people that can't go yeah. are always first. Yeah, every it's like nope, up, oh, up, oh, nope, can't make it. Sorry, yeah. can't do it. Oh, I'd love to. It'll be yeah. like fifteen no's yeah. and one maybe. Yeah. Like people won't commit to a yes, but no, up, oh, nope, nope. Yeah, I'm gonna shit on, and that it's the same with this YouTube. I'm gonna shit on this if I like it. Hey, maybe I'll post it on my Facebook or something. But yeah. nobody's like, "This is hilarious." Yeah, no, it's it's it's, and that I think was one of the hardest parts to uh, when I did my first album. Uh, I didn't want to release it on a label because I knew it would get reviewed. You know, like people would put it up for review if it was on a label. And I'm a chicken shit and I didn't want to hear people, you know, like you're either thick skinned or you're not. Right? Yeah, and yeah. and you you would think being a comedian, you would have a tremendously thick skin, but I didn't want to have people review it or do, you know, like, like, um, or put, you know, put it up for, cause I've seen comedians that who, who I thought their albums were great. And then these people, these people that the comedy reviewers just take these massive craps yeah. on these these albums just just for the sake of like being mean yeah to, or like, being contrary yeah just mm-hmm. to be contrarian and stuff and like uh so that's part that's the one kind of negative all the new media is is just that you know every 13 year old kid in the basement on a computer think you know will just rip you apart on it's just, so i just i disable the comments on a lot of my videos yeah and it's not because people don't make legitimate comments or critiques it's just because i don't want to hear i don't want to hear it you know like one one i did a joke one time about a a dog or something and some kid some kid put like your dog is gay like i mean like what does that bring into the world what does that bring into the world like do you 
saying so what does that do you know (laughs) and it's like not because i was like deeply affected by it right whatever it was just like i just don't want to i don't want to waste my time with people like that you know so whatever is your dog gay yes okay (laughs) well he was right so this is like a 60 minutes interview (laughs) we we have your dog right here we're gonna bring the dog up to talk (laughs) actually it's not gay confront your dog if he was it would be okay well it would be okay yeah <laughs> um, I was gonna say one more thing about that. Have you ever punched a thirteen-year-old? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? More videos? That are uh, you still working on any? Anything yeah, new? Yeah, I, I, um, I, you know, well, I don't know. Since the last time I, I did, uh, well, have you seen? You've seen Connie Dugan series? Yes. Yeah, uh, yep. I did that. It's about a hockey mom. Yeah. And then I did uh, did some in in L.A. for some shows out there, but those didn't get, like, a lot of uh, wide attention. Um, and then uh, what else? Yeah, I guess I haven't done – I haven't done a ton of new videos. Um, I have – we have – my wife and I are developing uh, two ideas currently that I don't want to talk about because uh, I like to keep that under wraps. But those should be out in the spring. Okay. And um, yeah, one of them uh, – one of them is a very Midwestern type thing. But I don't want to give the idea away because um, it's I, it's one I want to really unleash on people. I hear you. So, well, then I want to ask you about, uh, I don't think we've talked about, uh, in April you were here, I interviewed on the podcast, talked to Mike Lucas, but you did that crash and burn. Yeah. How awesome. Did you, good, good experience, bad experience? Would you do it again? Uh, actually it, describe what it was real quick. Oh, well, crash can. and burn is the, uh, brainchild of Tim Slagle, who is a, uh, very funny comedian from Chicago. And, uh, he had this idea where you would take four headliners and then you would, each do 20 brand new minutes at on t- Tuesday, the first um, first day of the week. And so you'd, you'd come on stage, just 20 minutes that have never been done before. Yeah. And then the next night, you know, you you, you do the same 20 minutes or, 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 or different things, but they're still, everything is brand new at the outset of the week. And, you know, the audience might not understand that that's terrifying. And so, the and the, it's funny, like the audience really, was these audiences obviously at Acme are so great that they they were just here for the thrill of seeing this happen, yeah. you know, and when that and that's when you know you have like a really informed comedy audience because they were just enjoying the process of watching comics that are you know headliners that have all have established sets and stuff that just come out here right, and right. just either eat it or triumph in a you know a new joke that worked in like the glow that you have on your you're like holy shit that worked <laughs> or, or uh you know the the humility of defeat and all that stuff and so uh yeah i did it with uh, mike lucas and emily galati and uh tim slagle the four of us and it was really one of the most defining moments in my career because it gave me it 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 sort of validated that that even if i don't have strong material i can still be entertaining and so it 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 really helped me on a personal level really 
because it's almost like you know if you walked out on stage with with nothing could you entertain people for 20 minutes <laughs> with nothing no you know it would it'd be a real challenge I, I, my no i would vomit probably yeah i mean i always <laughs> think like robin williams with like that improv kind of style I, you know he's the guy who could just go around the room and just entertain people for mm-hmm. 20 minutes mm-hmm. you know and I, and i'm more of like a i want to have a really good joke in my pocket so that i know i have something to fall back sure. on and sometimes you know and so the 20 new minutes i brought out a lot of it wasn't you know, well-formed or solid yet. And so I just had to rely on just sheer kind of like, uh, instincts to like make it through 20 minutes. Was it hard to get to 20? No. And that's the thing is that like people, the audience was so like respectful and into it and everything that, that we all ended up going over our time. Oh really? Yeah. Like Emily, the first night she did like 27 minutes of wow. brand new material. I, didn't, I never heard that. Yeah. And then like that one of the shows I did like, I don't know, 23, 24 minutes and, and, you know, and some of it, you know, and if some of it I kept, you know, like uh, this show that I'm doing this week, that set has about five to ten minutes of that material so yeah so i walked away with a good chunk of new stuff and uh, it was really rewarding i mean i would recommend it for any headliner to do it because it you and you have to challenge yourself too so it was a super challenge and i loved it that's really cool yeah and then they already have it scheduled i believe for next year oh cool i don't i don't did i see the names i don't have i heard the names i I don't remember Slaggle and three friends. Yeah. <laughs> Slaggle and friends. For what I've heard. Cool. I think it's time to bust out. I I, ha- I have a book here. Yeah. I don't know, can you see the title there? Oh, God. From where you're sitting? Oh, God. The Kid's Book of Questions. Oh, God. I have two children. I believe uh, parents use this book to get to know their kids better. <laughs> I haven't done that. <laughs> It's due back to the library. Yeah. So before I bring it back, I've already, I think I've already paid like $3 in late fees yeah. for this book in the uh, Ramsey County library system. Uh oh. In any Is case. Is that a felony or that's still a misdemeanor? <laughs> I pay my tab, <laughs> buddy. All right. I pay my tab. As long as you keep it below $10, you can keep checking things out. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's how you know I'm not making yeah. this up. It's like layaway. Yeah, exactly. So before I return this book finally, sure. I'm going to get to know you better sure. by asking you questions out of the kids' book of questions. Sure. All right. Well, now, it's... some of the, I skipped through. We won't do the ones where uh, when I'm going to ask you about how you feel about your mom and dad because yeah. I think these are for like <laughs> eight-year-olds. <laughs> so... Okay. But as you can see, I've marked some questions. Yeah, a lot of questions. Yeah, way too sure. many. Way too many. Okay, let's fi- let's fire some at me then. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> here we go. Tim. Yes. Is there any particular moment in your past you wish you had been ca- that had been captured on video? And uh would you have liked to made more videos and photos uh, when you were younger? Oh, man. <sighs> You know what I think about, uh, just to help you out, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, uh, the first thing that pops into my head, my life would be like a birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. I do think there is a moment where, uh, that would have been fun. Um, I was at my, I think it was like a, uh, my, it was my best friend's birthday party and I was about seven years old. I want to say like second or third grade, something mm-hmm. like that. And it was at McDonald's and this is back when, uh, they had a big Ronald McDonald statue that would blow up helium balloons. Oh. And so I got a bunch of balloons and I tied french fries to them with the string. And I would, and I just sat in the corner 
and tied French fries to balloons and would send them out into the restaurant. <laughs> so at one point, there was like, and no one said anything because it's a birthday party. No one who wants to be that grumpy old person to be like, hey, this kid can't do this. Stop having fun. But at one point, everybody that walked in was dodging these balloons with French fries hanging to them. <laughs> Because you can get the counterweight if it doesn't, you know, if it if it's uh, you, if it's too light, you add another fry, tie another fry. Right, right. You start then, low. Yeah, so. start low, just like a hot air balloon. So there was a, like a ton of these balloons with French fries all over the restaurant, and it was all like no one was mad. It was just kind of cute, you know. And I was like, yeah. For people picking them off and eating them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, when they got low, they'd kind of scrape along the ground and, like, pick up, like, chunks of dirt, and then they'd sure. come back up, and some guy is like, oh, yeah, I don't have to buy fries now, I guess. I'll just eat these. Could uh, you could you put ketchup on the next one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I really did. My mom, or I don't know if it's my mom or that friend's mom was like, was like, yeah, you know, you're going to be an aerospace engineer. I bet with those, you know? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. You know, and then I got like a C average the rest of the way yeah. through my schooling. But I liked playing with matches. You're going to be a firefighter, oh. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. See, now that never would have come up without this book. I know. Never. Keep firing. Not this is fun. Years. All right. If you could be invisible for a day, what would you do? Oh, you don't want to know. I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, if I was invisible for a day, what would I do? I want. Here's what I would do. I would go to Prince's house. I just want to know more about what he does on a day-to-day basis. You know, because seriously, like, like this, I'm so fascinated by Prince. Like, he lives in this town, right? Uh huh. And but. And sometimes he's like a regular dude. Like he'll, you know, like that one year the Vikings were good. Um, he was like, <laughs> he was like in the luxury box at the Vikings game. Yeah. And then on his own, he wrote a song for them. Yeah. He wrote a song about it. Like Prince, you know, it wasn't good, but no, it was fun though. It was like everybody was on board and like, like, does he, does he go to Target? Like when was the last time Prince went to Target <laughs> or like, does he go to, does he, you know, like, I'm just like, he lives like three miles from where I live or five miles from where I live, yeah. but I never see him like i I just and i'm a huge 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 fan of prince like the biggest fan and but it's like i keep running i was at a concert uh a few weeks ago janelle monet at the skyway and everyone knew prince was going to be there everyone thought he would go on stage he didn't go on stage but he was sitting like i don't know 20 feet behind me yeah and with like five bodyguards and an entourage of crazy people good looking Uh people and and you know i didn't really get to see much of him because he was obscured but it's just like i know he goes out but i'd love to like what is he do you think he sits home and he watches like breaking bad or like (laughs) he's on forums like yeah like yeah like or during sunday is he doing what every other person is doing like sitting at home with the tv watching dearly beloved yeah (laughs) i got it here today (laughs) watching the vikings like i just i just i'm fascinated by it bob dylan in the same way like like but I don't think Bob Dylan owns Minnesota as much as Prince does, you know? Not, no, not really. Yeah. Because he, well, he doesn't really claim the connection anymore. Yeah, he know? doesn't claim it. He doesn't, I know they tried to make like Bob Dylan Day or Bob Dylan Parade yeah, up in uh-huh. Hib- Hibbing or whatever it was. Oh, every place it, he ever pooped. Yeah. Yeah. But he was like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Come yeah. back to your uh, high school reunion. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pass. Yeah, that's a good, I like that, Prince. Um, cause yeah, you have to think, is anything normal? Yeah. Like when he's, does he, 
when he stands in front of the mirror, you know, yeah. is he? I, that's what I picture. He's standing in front of the mirror, you know, brushing his teeth. Like, is it just some big extravagant? Yeah, I don't know. And then that's a, that's t- that's credit to him too, because because too many celebrities really they they give you too much. And yes, he's remained a, a mystery, really. Yeah. After after all these years, my and God, jo- Johnny Carson was the same way too. Like Johnny was yeah. really very private, uh-huh. and ne- I mean, really never tipped his hand. Like nobody knew who his friends were. Uh, you know, nobody knew anything about him. And he was just very private. I feel you know, like. You're right. And now this, if you looked at that book that was written about him, this came out this last month or two months ago. No, I did. I, have, I read King of the Night by, uh, I think it was Lawrence Lemer. Uh, but no, there's a new book. On yeah. It. And it's not you know, flattering. It's not. No. It's like, I don't even, I don't want to know. No, no. And the one I read, the one I read by uh, Lawrence Lemer, this was written uh, a couple decades ago or a decade ago. It wasn't flattering at all. No. And it really, really was hard for me to, to, you know, to hear some of these things. Cause I was just like, Oh, you know, he was a huge drinker and, you know, but it was, I still, I mean, even though with all the things that I know, I'd still, I still have such great memories and, you know, I, he will always be number one. in my Yeah. Life, me so. too. Me too. Um, I'm, but now I'm just realizing I might be running the same risk. I got an early birthday present last night. Um, the, it's a biography of Jim Henson. Oh, wow. There's no chance he was a bad guy. I don't think so. I don't think so. He's like Michael Landon. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. There are things about Michael Landon. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the beauty. Like, who wants to... Nobody wants to... You want to know, but you don't really want to know. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. why I think if I was invisible and at Prince's house, I would, uh, you know, I would, I would probably, you know, I guess I would be pretty... Um, I probably wouldn't do that, I guess. Because maybe I, the part of the fun is not knowing. That's true. Yeah. Mess with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is my almond milk moving across the counter? <laughs> uh, if Tim, if you had a dog, if you had a straight dog, mm. not a gay dog, this yes. is, if you had a straight dog you really loved and a mean neighbor killed it because it pooped on his lawn, what do you think should happen to the person? Ooh, is that really in a book about kids? Yes. Wow, that's I a know. heavy question. I know. For a but they throw in the word poop to make it cute. Well, I know a couple of guys in Chicago that I'd probably have come up and deal with this situation. Yep. You know? Yep. <laughs> no, no, you I think uh, a kid would say that too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my Uncle Tony will come out and take care of this for me. Uh, that's my Chicago accent. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I would think jail time would be in order, but I, I can't say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I can't say that his car would be pristine for a long time. <laughs> there mm-hmm. might be some broken mm-hmm. windows and taillights and things. I don't know. Hell yeah. Oh, I could make. I could confess to something right now. I don't even think I'm. I, I don't even think enough time has passed. I'm not going to <laughs> something involving an asshole with a dog. Yeah, but uh, yeah. But people with dogs that are people with dogs can sometimes be. Um, they can kind of be. They have blinders on because they don't think their dog ever does anything wrong. That's very true. Or, or like when their dog barks, they don't think that other people hear it. Like irresponsible dog owners are the worst people in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I don't care. Don't come to my show. <laughs> if you're an irresponsible dog owner, don't come to my show. No. I don't want you here. No. I agree. Fuckers. Yeah. 
What is the most exciting thing? Most exciting thing you ever did on a dare? Okay, there you go. There you go. Bam. Boom. So in Jamaica, by myself, uh, about twelve years ago. In Jamaica, I'm at Rick's in Negril on the on the uh, west coast of Jamaica. Okay, small town. Yeah, famous for its sunsets. Yeah, Rick's is probably the most famous bar in Jamaica. And uh, I went. I went by. I just broken up with a girlfriend, and I was really sad. And it was winter. I said I saw in the newspaper like you know you know all inclusive Jamaican trip for whatever. And I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna go to Jamaica and drink myself into a stupor. This is what I need. Yeah. So I went to Rick's. And I was just getting loaded on red stripes and margaritas and and um, tropical drinks. And uh, it was there's also a cliff diving uh, bar with cliff divers. Wow! So okay. you can sit on the patio, watch the sunset go down, see the Jamaican locals uh, diving. So I thought, um, I thought, you know, if you're a man, if you're at all a man, I dared myself. <laughs> You will go do some cliff diving. And granted, I had had a lot to drink. And so, uh, and I asked one of the locals, I'm like, you know, does any, do any tourists ever dive? And I, when I was growing up in Wisconsin, we used to dive off of trees and bridges. And I was like a really good high diver. Okay. So, uh, so he's like, yeah, not very often. <laughs> so I said, well, I'm going to do it. So I went up and, uh, climbed up to like the second tallest one, which is like, I don't know, 50 or 60 feet. And I did a giant swan dive off the cliff and I went into the water so fast with such velocity and you put your hands out in front of you to break the water yeah. that my my right arm came out of its socket. Yeah. And so then I, I ended up um, – and the local guys were like, nobody's ever done that before. No tourists have ever dove off that. So anyway, so I'm in this small town in Western Jamaica with no uh, – no medical hospital or facility. Yeah. So I just smoked pot for five days. Seriously? To, to, to limit the pain. And I paid a cab driver to drive me across Jamaica back to Ocho Rio so I could go to a doctor. And he said, sure, I'll drive you over there for a hundred bucks. And then he took me up into the hills of Jamaica and we had to stop, make all these stops, these unauthorized stops in these towns where people had like guns and stuff. And unauthorized like, stops? <laughs> what? <laughs> to pick up packages. Oh, packages. <laughs> yeah. Did he send you in? Pick up packages and drop off packages. <laughs> and I thought I was going to get killed. I thought You I, thought you were going to be used for a mule. Yeah. I as thought, a mule. I thought I'm going to be dead. And, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so that was probably the worst thing that ever happened on a dare. But I dared myself. I was like, you know, I was just like, it's one of those stupid things. So, yeah. I, it, you know, and because of the story, I'm almost not going to focus on the fact that you went to Jamaica by yourself. Yeah. I was I Crazy. Was, I really wanted to just, I think it was a self-punishment trip where I was like, I'm going to, you know, because I, I was in this relationship with a girl and, and I thought it might have been the right, the right one. And then it uh-huh. kind of ended in a horrible thing. I just, all I wanted to do is just, just get drunk and, you know, just lay on a beach and be sad. And so that's what, <laughs> that's what happened and came home with a, uh, would you recommend that? I think it's great. I mean, what, what do you, when you break up with someone, that's the worst feeling ever. So why not just go to Jamaica and get drunk and sit on the beach? So I have a perfect question for you with uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow. Sure. If you could pick any food and have it as much as as much of it as you wanted, but nothing else during the next week, what would you pick? Ooh. 
<sighs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say dark turkey meat and cranberries. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going tomorrow? Right. I'm going to my mom's. Taking the road, little road trip. Yeah. Little road trip. And, uh, she's, uh, yeah, small group fun. Uh, and then back here, you know, it's nice to, uh, to, uh, have your mom close by. So she's an hour away. So we're just going to go over there and chill out. And I don't know. Your team plays tomorrow. Packers play tomorrow. Yeah. Packers and Lions. That's right. Do you have to bring any food? Yeah. I'm making some appetizers. Really? Yeah. First cook. You cook. Yeah, I do. I cook bacon wrapped jalapenos. Wow. Stuffed with cream cheese and cayenne pepper. Holy crap. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's great. If you're if you're interested in a higher velocity diarrhea, <laughs> I suggest that because the the jalapeno and the bacon. It's like a That's a good mix, really. Yeah. yeah. The ATF tried to ban that recipe because it was considered a an explosive uh, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But Charmin. <laughs> Charmin. Charmin lobbyist. Yeah, that, that comes on the back of Charmin. You know how like there's recipes on the back of like rice aroni? Sure. Well, yeah. They put that on the back of Charmin. <laughs> they put my jalapeno bacon poppers. <laughs> Ca- cayenne pepper jalapeno bacon poppers. Right on the back. I bought a plate of poppers. <laughs> Uh, Tim, would it be worse to have to have to stay in your room for a week with a phone, computer? Oh, uh, wait, pardon me. Would it be worse to have to stay in your room for a week with a phone, computer, and TV, or be able to go anywhere you want but have all electronic devices be off limits? Oh, the latter. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can live without. I can live without stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't need TV. We don't have TV at home. We don't have. Uh, I'm not, you know, like when you're on your phone, like people expect you to be accessible 24 hours a day. I hate that, that it's gotten <sighs> to that. Don't you? Yes. Like it's just, but that's, it's, and there's no fighting it because it's either you want to be relevant or you not want to be relevant. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you want to be relevant, keep your phone on and answer your, you know, answer your phone and Twitters and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'd love to get rid of that for a week. I, um, I'm not surprised you said that. And I agree. Yeah. But I'm old. Of course, if my girlfriend heard that, she'd be like, are you kidding me? You can't get off your phone. You So yeah, maybe I'm fooling myself. I don't know. Well, it depends on if it's fantasy football season. Well, exactly. That would be hard. (laughs) That'd be a lot harder. Can we wait until uh, that week, that dead week between (laughs) football and baseball? (laughs) Yeah. When people are excited about some NASCAR race and golf, yeah. I, you can take it away that week. The dead zone. The dead zone. After the final four. Yes. Before baseball starts yes, yes. there is it's the dead zone mm-hmm. and then the nfl draft happens and yep. you get excited about yep. that yeah <laughs> if a friend oh if a friend I, I'm, I'm just thinking about asking one of my daughters this oh my god if a friend tried to show you a place on the internet where there are lots of dirty pictures would you look at them never <laughs> never <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dirty pictures. <laughs> this book, by the way, is in the St. Paul Public Library. This <laughs> for I, kids. I found a place on the internet with lots <laughs> of dirty pictures. Mom, I found a place on the internet with lots of dirty pictures. <laughs> what? 
that exists? Not on this internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! How do you keep kids? Like, I, could you imagine when you were when you were twelve if there had been oh, the, internet? the internet? Like, oh my no. god! It no. Would well, be... first of all, I, I know that I would have had to have gone to a friend's house to use it because <laughs> yeah. my house wouldn't have had it. <laughs> But I think about that all the time, like waiting for the Sears catalog to show up. So, oh hell yeah! yeah Circling or, the things I wanted. The only the only way I could get uh, <laughs> anything close to the present I actually wanted from relatives is if they could order it through catalog. Yeah, because no one lived in the Twin Cities, you know, really any of my extended family. Yeah. Uh, oh god. Or or uh, remember when the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition was a huge deal because it was like. You know, your chance to look at women in bikinis in your own home. Oh, it's can like I, <laughs> I still remember which one came the year the one year my dad had a subscription to yeah. uh Sports Illustrated. It was No, I think it was Kathy Ireland, Kathy Ireland. with e, with a bikini made out of seashells. Yeah. yeah. Good God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh El uh, no, who was it? Elle McPherson, was she on it? Oh, Elle was on there. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh Brooklyn Decker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, no, wait, that's current. That's that's more current. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl Teagues. Cheryl Teagues. Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. Like, definitely. Some thirty some years ago, or so. All right, we'll do one more here. Where did I go? I marked one more here. If you had to pick a new first name for yourself, what would you choose? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> As I teased you on, on the radio the other day that Tim Harmston is actually a stage name and not your own. Yeah, so. yeah, right. It's a great stage name. Uh, if I had to choose a name that's not my I would do something a little more aggressive. Um, you know, like uh, I just – like like Karate Harmston <laughs> would be a catchy – you know, like – like nobody wants to see a guy named Tim. It's like, you know, it's so like seventies. Like I think, Karate Velvet Harmston. Yeah, would be a sweet ass stage name <laughs> or a regular name. And then, yeah, I think. Just, and then, if I got big, it would just be Karate. Karat. Yeah, <laughs> like DJ Karate. I like that Karate Velvet. It's like uh, both sides. Yeah. It's like it's like fire. It's kind of smooth. Fire and ice. If you don't if you don't pay attention, he will kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I mean I might look into that. I know there's a lot of paperwork involved when you change your name. But well, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to uh, get I'm going to uh, get that domain name and then sell it to you. Karate Velvet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Anything else going on we should talk about here? Uh, going on in. Velvet's life? Uh, I wish I had some big booming announcement. We got Thanksgiving. You're going back to California probably soon. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, um, stage managing a big project for my wife. She's doing this big North Star comedy hour and meat raffle show, Mm -hmm. Cedar Cultural Center. Oh, she's doing it here? Yeah. It's it's going to be December nineteenth, and I'm um, doing some audiovisual, some videos for that. So currently, that's my my prop, my focus, and making some funny videos and things like that. So that's in progress, and I'm going to I'm not going to be in the show. I'm going to be the stage manager, uh, and we're doing a dog fashion show. 
huh? for ugly sweater, ugly Christmas sweaters for dogs. <laughs> and um, so that's so right now we're interviewing dogs and looking at <laughs> casting photos and things. Right. Going through the wardrobe, going through the wardrobe process, and so we're we're doing that. And uh, that's December nineteenth at the Cedar. So we're excited, and there's gonna be like music, and um, music and uh, comedy, and no, it's just a great show. And so we're we're I'm doing the audio visual videos and stuff like that. So and when you say meat raffle, it's there's a genuine meat raffle. There's a genuine meat yeah, raffle. There will be meat given away. It's not high quality. It's not um, USDA USDA approved, or <laughs> you know, a lot of it's kind of low grade from Taiwan or wherever the dollar store gets their mead from. <laughs> it's more about the fun of winning something uh-huh. in this tight economy of ours. Everybody wants to be a winner of something or other. So. If you can leave somewhere with a souvenir that doesn't exactly. uh, make you itch or exactly. anything. <laughs> <laughs> some people have been blinded by some of the meat we've given away. Oh, well. <laughs> so. yeah, sight. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is always fun. Thank you, Tim. Good luck. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy birthday.